0: Hello and welcome to an episode of Cat the Baker. I'm Chef KB. Have you ever felt that the more you want something in life, the harder it is to get? What is your true heart's desire? Maybe that's just my experience, like that has been my experience in the past. It doesn't mean it has to continually be that way, but it's almost like we're conditioned in a certain way, all these negative things happen, then you're like, well, yeah, of course, of course it has to be this way. (laughs) Which is terrible. It's almost like you're thinking your way into it having to be that way. Maybe. What if something changes? And things can come easily and effortlessly. Isn't that the dream? Isn't that the most perfect way. My whole life I've been told I'm too naive. What's wrong with being naive? In acting, you have to look at every scene fresh, with fresh eyes, as if it's never happened before. So can you do a show 200 times and act as if it was the first time you've ever done it? But the word naive just has this negative feel as if you have an experienced life and always felt like a a put-down. I am a positive person. I view a new experience in a positive way. I get into things very easily and think, yeah, why not? Sure, I'll do that. Like that movie Yes Man with Jim Carrey. I think I've mentioned that before. Where he says no all the time and then he decides, oh, I'm going to say yes all the time. And all these crazy things happen, and he experiences all these great moments. Why not open yourself up? There's nothing wrong with looking at things with fresh eyes. The thing is, though, life can dim that because with just disappointment and heartache and all those horrible things and sadness... You know, it it takes away the magic sometimes, hence the challenge of life, right? And I know that I feel that way, especially with relationships. You know, the more you experience, even though I go into something new, being like, yeah, sure, like, I'll, I'll try this, you know, just because this happened in the past doesn't mean this has to happen in the future. And sure, like, maybe if you learn throughout the process, which hopefully you do, then it's not set in stone that the same thing will happen again. But you're always told, you know, in life, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Like, just (laughs) all these things. And I don't know. Like, is it? And all those people listening saying yes. What have you experienced to think that way? And does it have to be? I want to believe in magic and new possibilities. So I'm going to do that, or at least be open to it. This reminds me of a magic show I went to in England with my family, to David Copperfield. Remember him? He was everywhere. What what happened to him? He's an illusionist. I thought of him as a magician in the show, he would be on stage one second, and then he's like, ready for this. And then he'd, like, the lights would change. And the next minute, he'd be on the other side of the auditorium. And then everyone would be like, (laughs) "Wow!" And then he'd flip his hand, and doves would appear. Like, it was so amazing to me. And then afterwards, you hear people like, oh, he did this and this and this to make this happen. You know, they're trying to to break down the magic. (laughs) And, okay, yeah, it's, it's an illusion, and I don't know how those are done. I don't know, but just let it be. Like, don't try and figure everything out. Why can magic not just be magic? But that's how we are. That's how our mind is. We're programmed to figure things out that don't seem real. We can't accept things if it's not logical. A couple episodes ago, I was talking about Armando. <laughs> that is such a funny name to me. I don't know. I'm going to change that name. I'm going to change it to Gabriel. <laughs> Why not? You know, when I met him on the plane, I thought, okay, like this is nice and this was great. But, you know, it's probably not going to lead to anything. I mean, who knows, you know? And since we met, we've been talking almost every day on the phone and getting to know each other, which has been really nice because, for example, on Dating App, you get all the information, right, about this person, or most of it. You get all the facts. You get all the likes and dislikes, And then the pictures, which are mostly, you think, real, but then you know, oh, they're probably not. Like, how old are these pictures? You get all the information up front, you know, and then it's up to you to figure out a time to meet, if you want to meet, you know, if they're good at messaging, and then you meet, right? You don't typically meet, like, in the wild anymore, right? (laughs) And then you might hang out. You don't typically not see each other and then just talk on the phone. Well, that's what this has been. And it's been really nice, actually, to get to know somebody in a different way. And also, yes, I have experience long distance, but maybe subconsciously that's my comfort zone or something. Who knows? and I go back and forth. You know, sometimes I'm thinking, wow, is this too good to be true? But then we talk and I realize, no, this can be real. Like, why not? People meet every day, all the time. I'm flying to Peru. Yes, I know, you're tired of me saying that. I'm flying to Peru, but wait for it. Just just wait for it. There's something behind this. There's something exciting after Peru. When I come back, Flying back to Colorado. We're meeting in Denver at the Denver airport. So I would have flown, you know, hours internationally. I have to switch in Houston and then continued to fly to Denver. And then I'm probably gonna look terrible, absolutely terrible and tired. <laughs> and then I'm gonna meet him at the same terminal in the Denver airport. What? or flying together to Aspen. He's visiting me in Aspen for a few days, which I'm very excited about. But you know, this whole thing is just very unexpected, but it's also so amazing. Why not? Why not be open to that? We've been chatting for a couple of weeks. I feel like maybe I've just been smiling a lot. I went to the pool, I do my laps, and then I go into the hot tub, and then I float around. (laughs) I just like to float around, and it helps me kind of space out, you know, and relax. And I saw this lifeguard. She, She changed into a swimsuit and I guess was testing out the slide, but the way her body language was when she was walking up the stairs of the slide, she looked fine, like, she wasn't skinny, you know, she had, I guess, bigger thighs, And I thought of myself, and I guess she's in her 20s, but the way she was walking, she was kind of hunched over and her arms were like trying to cover her thighs, you know, the way she was walking. And I thought, was that me? You know, have I done that? Because I know that I definitely used to walk like that. I used to try and cover up myself. And body language is such a interesting thing. You know, it, it tells so much about a person. And I thought, wow, that looks so terrible. She's trying to cover up herself. And I know I've done that, you know, because I've been self-conscious a lot of my life. And I thought, like, no, like, F that. (laughs) Who cares? I don't care. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. I'm never going to have skinny thighs. Certain things aren't going to change, you know? It's like, I either have to be just okay with it and to live my life, you know, and just accept it. And I feel like the more you accept yourself and accept your flaws, we're all human. We all have flaws. And that's okay. But it was interesting to see that and think, damn, like I I probably looked like that too with my body language. And it just, it made me sad to think like, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to walk that way. And I've realized the older I get, the less I do care it's not that I don't take care of myself you know I take care of myself and exercise and drink kombucha (laughs) eat well along with a bit too much sugar you know but I feel like that's all you can do right you just take care of yourself you think positively the rest you can't control unfortunately so I was in my swimsuit or bikini I just walk around in bikini I go into the sauna and I'm laying in there for, like, 12 minutes. Face is super red. From there, I go into the steam room. Like, I'll shower cold in between. And this man was standing outside the steam room. It's co-ed. I go into the steam room, and he he's like, hi. I'm like, okay, hi. <laughs> I go into the steam room. I, like, lay down. He comes in, like, a couple minutes later. Lays down. Like, five minutes later, I sit up. And he sits up. He leans over to me. He's like, hi, my name's Josh and shakes my hand. I'm like, hi. And he says, you're beautiful. And I'm like, what? (laughs) What is happening? Like I was just in the sauna. My head is like super red, you know, from all the heat. I'm not even trying here. And also I'm definitely not trying because I'm talking with Gabriel. When you look for something, the universe is like, no, (laughs) you're not gonna get it. (laughs) like when I was on these dating apps yeah I was going out on a lot of dates but I wasn't finding anybody like it was nothing I wasn't finding anyone that I wanted to date and then when you don't care about it you don't pay attention to it like you're not even trying and there's people coming up to you which is like wow like how interesting (laughs) so he's like you're beautiful and I'm like thanks you know, but I'm in the steam room, like I want to enjoy the steam. This other man walks in and he's like, hey, you guys, okay, if I spray some eucalyptus, you know, and then they start talking about eucalyptus. You know, a few minutes later, I leave. I thought how interesting that was. If you don't put attention on it, like that's the best way. Things usually happen. And you always hear that. Like people always tell you, oh, it'll happen when you're not looking for it. And I'm like, Okay, shut up. (laughs) Today, Gabriel said something super sweet that made me actually tear up because he just feels like he's being sincere. And let me read you the definition of sincere. Free from pretense or deceit, proceeding from genuine feelings and pretense means an attempt to make something that is not the case appear true i mean sure you know the verdict is still out but i've been used to so much you know crap that people say that when someone actually says something nice and sincere it makes me tear up i went to the eye doctor And we did the eye exam, and he says, I need driving glasses. And I'm like, what? It's only been a year since I've seen you. And he's like, yes, it has been a year. A lot can change in a year. (laughs) So now I need glasses to read. And I need glasses to drive? Like, (laughs) what? You know, what is left? Everyday glasses? (laughs) So I need three pairs of glasses? And I guess, you know, when I drive, especially at night, my eyes get tired. And I thought, well, maybe because it's not super crisp, you know, your eyes have to work harder. Sure, I got driving glasses. Like, I won't be in denial. Instead of making my body work harder, I guess I'll help it, you know, so that I don't get tired when I drive for a long time. And I've been going to physical therapy, which has actually been really good. A few episodes earlier, I was talking about it, and I felt I'm falling apart. Like, what is happening? But no, like, I'm just helping myself. I'm doing these exercises to support my knee and strengthen my knee, and it's been really positive. And even though I do exercise and I do all these things, certain parts of my body are still not as strong as they could be. Other parts, of your body make up for it, and that's usually why you injure yourself. But I'm so excited for closure. You know, did you notice that during COVID, the less people had to work, the more they got used to it, and then they just got lazy? Like, nobody wanted to work anymore. And I guess there's still residue of that. But I feel like when you have closure in a restaurant twice a year when it gets close to that you're like oh my god yes i can't wait for this you know and <laughs> and it really slows down your like motivation just for working and you can't wait to take that break so i'm trying to work a lot on the gingerbread house to get that done like 60 70% because when i come back it's pretty much going to be crazy with all the holidays. Tomorrow is supposed to be the first day of snow already. What happened to summer? Summer here goes by so fast and it's so beautiful. But every chance I got, I went out hiking. Like a week and a half ago, I went to my favorite place, which is called Weller Lake. It's not a crazy hike. It's maybe like a 25-minute walk uphill. And then you get to this lake, you see the full reflection on the lake of the mountains in front of you and it's breathtaking and there's never anybody there and I've never experienced that to be in such a beautiful place and be the only person there you know if I were in a city it would be packed there'd be so many people you know because everyone in a city wants to be close to something this beautiful when I lived in New Jersey I would have my car to basically just leave the city on my days off. And everyone else had the same idea, too. The places I went to hike would be so packed. And I thought, this is almost pointless, because then you have everyone from the city out there hiking. It didn't feel natural. Like, it was kind of annoying. <laughs> you know. But here, it's like in the middle of nowhere. It takes an effort to get here, and it's not that easy. And when you're here, everything is expensive, you know, so the people that actually spend time here, they have money. There's just not that many people constantly out hiking. You know, Aspen is more known for skiing and the winters, and then the mountains get packed. So in the winter, there's four mountains. Every day, you can try a different mountain, switch back and forth, so there's a lot of choices. And some people know about these places in the summers, but a lot of these places are also hidden, and there's so many trails, and I love it. Like, I just love being the only person, even though last time I went out, I saw a bear. Luckily, though, it was on my way back, and I was in my car, and it was this huge brown bear, and it crossed the road. And as I was driving, I'm like, what is that in front of me? Oh, my God, it's a bear. <laughs> and and I thought, oh, I'm I'm so happy I'm in my car. And most of them are harmless. Like, they just want food, you know, but you don't want to get in the middle of them and their food. But he just crossed the road. And then the other day, I went biking, and I saw another bear, and it was just enjoying leaves on the branches. You know, he looked perfectly happy. Or she. I was just watching it, but it didn't, Seem bothered by anything so I wasn't worried and then the other day there was just a moose in the water just enjoying the algae where is there a place where you can see just all this wildlife it's so amazing you know so again pros and cons to living in the middle of nowhere (laughs) but there's so much beauty and the leaves are falling like all the leaves turned, this gold color, and when the sun hits it, it just sparkles, and it's the most beautiful thing. I hiked to Maroon Bells. So Maroon Bells is like a huge tourist destination. You have to reserve tickets, because so many people want to go. And I guess back in the 70s, when it became a national park, Originally it was owned by a couple and when they died, they gave it to the state and they turned it into a national park. But all these cars would drive and ruin like the wildflowers as they were parking because it was so packed. So they decided to change it and have limited parking, which you also have to reserve, but every 20 minutes there's a bus and it takes you there. You know, so there's enough time, unless you go up way, way, way in the mountains, you can do these crazy hikes. But if you take the bus, you know, the last bus is at like 5 p.m., and there are smaller hikes that you can do. So I decided to go again. I went in the summer when it was beautiful and green, and now all the leaves changed, and I wanted to go. And I'm so glad I did. It was so breathtaking and I walked through these beautiful aspen trees just with this gold hue it made me so happy (laughs) it's just simple things you know being outside being with nature I know I've talked about this but it's just so rejuvenating you know that to me is my special place know, when I went to San Diego it was it was beautiful I loved being by the ocean palm trees, but it's a different vibe. You kind of have to watch your back a bit more, depending on where you are. I'm always back and forth between city and here. Like, yeah, it would be nicer to be closer to like concerts, but then at the same time, you have all these negative things with that, too. I don't know. It's it's always like back and forth with me. And I just feel like after I visited San Diego, I just feel lighter. Yeah. I just feel like something definitely changed, and I can't wait to see what happens in Peru. I made this cake the other day. It was shaped into a football, like Kansas City Chiefs, an American football. And it was for this boy, he's 11, and he just survived cancer. So I thought, yeah, like I'll, I'll make that cake, like someone suggested, either something to do with baseball or football. So I shaped it, and, and it was like vanilla sponge with like a little simple syrup, chocolate buttercream. And then I shaped it with chocolate buttercream and poured over a ganache and did the decoration, you know, like a brown football. And then I thought, yeah, like, I hope, I hope this makes him feel good. I take my day off. I come back, and it's still there. You know, they're supposed to take it on my day off, which is why I made it the day before. And then I was told they got in super late and the next day he had to go to the hospital cuz he was vomiting oh like how sad you know i hope i hope he feels better cuz i guess he can't eat like food you know when he's feeling that way so they said okay let's wait like a couple of days and then they'll give it to him and i thought like how how rough is that for a child to have cancer i mean that is heartbreaking i mean it's never good to have cancer First of all, it's always hard. I feel like a child hasn't even lived its life. I mean, yes, every experience shapes you. Same with his parents, I'm sure. And makes you into the person you are. But I guess it's just harder to watch that when children go through it. But the final word was that he ended up feeling better. But by that point, they had to leave again, the hotel, the family. So... They had the cake boxed up and they took it with them, but he was very happy about the cake, which uh, is awesome. And I've just been watching the news with all these wars going on, you know, and just children and animals being in the middle of it. Like everything just seems so unnecessary. And I was thinking, you know, like sometimes the problems I have or the issues I have, it's fine. Like I'm fine, you know. When you look at all the desperation going on in the world. It's like, what am I really talking about? You know, like, maybe I'm just trying to distract someone, you know, and maybe make them laugh through my ridiculous story sometimes. But sometimes it makes me feel, who cares what I'm saying? There's just all these sad things going on. I guess you just don't have to look very far to find bad things. And yes, there's beauty in everything if you look closely. But generally, that takes a different mind to see the beauty in everything. Sometimes if you're not feeling well or if you're feeling down and then someone says, oh, smile, or see the beauty in everything, you're like, shut up, leave me alone. You know like when you're just in your thoughts and you're walking and then this random guy that you don't know walks by you and is like, smile. I'm like, damn it. And guys never say that to guys, right? Like, men don't pass each other on the street and be like, smile. <laughs> like, what makes it okay for a man to say that to a woman? Like, just because a woman's not smiling, like, women have to smile all the time? No. Same with the guy in the steam room. I would never do that. Like, I would never introduce myself in a steam room and be like, hi, I'm Kat. And then be like, you're handsome. <laughs> like, right off the bat. I mean, what kind of confidence does this guy have to just say that right off the bat? I mean, sure, maybe it's admirable. It didn't make me feel bad when he said, oh, you're beautiful. But it was just like, like, really? You're going <laughs> to say that to me in the steam room? I realized the other day that I've had this podcast almost one year. And I thought, well, what have I been talking about all year? that's crazy to me first of all that I have that much to talk about and that I keep having things to talk about I know I'm sure not every episode is super deep like sometimes I just like to vent you know about the kitchen it's kind of definitely been my therapy along with therapy like real therapy I've been learning some Portuguese since they speak Portuguese in Brazil. And every day I'm being given a new sentence, which I think is kind of exciting. I love languages, and Portuguese so far has been a mix of Spanish and Italian together. But not surprisingly, he's not so much into the German yet. <laughs> You know, Portuguese is like flowy and sexy, and then there's German, and it's like this super, super long word. It's like five words put together, and harsh-sounding, and (laughs) But I think German can sound nice, too. Like, it has its moments. I was thinking about the things I did in voiceover when I lived in New York and LA, and acting before I went to culinary school and during, because there was this group at the hotel, um, McDonald's, and I made them little hamburger macarons, which came out super cute. And I was telling somebody I work with, yeah, I did a couple voiceovers for McDonald's. And I played them for her. I played my reel, my voiceover reel. And she said, oh my God, like, I didn't realize you did this whole other thing. And that's a thing. It's so amazing all the things you can do. I don't know, I have all these stories and all these things that I've done, but I love that. You know, I love that people are interesting. People have all this endless drive and and motivation to do all kinds of things. You know, we have the capacity to every 10 years, if we wanted to, switch a career, a whole new career, go to school and learn something different. And I love that I did voiceover. If I had the chance to do it, yeah, I would probably do it again or do it more. It's just a bit complicated when you're a full-time pastry chef in the middle of nowhere. But I'll play you the reel and see what you think. What happens when great flavors meet? Introducing the Mid-Cafe Chocolate Banana Shake. I'm loving it. Deluxe breakfast platter, three ninety nine, on McDonald's extra value menu. However, you see the world, make sure it isn't blurry. Turn on inspiration and turn off blur. Sony CyberShot, introducing the new flagship motorcar, the Phantom. Offered by the artisans and craftsmen at Rolls Royce, what's about to happen has never happened before. It won't change the world. It won't change your life. When I see this drummer, fun vest, I am. I don't die to the bottle there, can you please help me? No, but I has been that since we talked to last time. Imagine a hard surface sanitizing spray that stops 99.9% of bacteria. But is general enough to use around food, pets and kids. If it needs sanitizing, it needs Clorox Anywhere Spray. It goes everywhere! I first met Paul at a restaurant. He was there every Thursday like clockwork. I couldn't take my eyes off of him. As he fried the chick, it was pure and natural. Nothing fake about it. You never forget your first veggie burger. The original garden burger. Throughout the whole demo, I was being asked by this person I work with, oh my God, that's you? That's you? I'm like, yes, this is, <laughs> this is the point of a demo, to show variety and different styles of voices. And then I guess she like recorded some of it and played it to people throughout the hotel And then the next couple weeks, I had people come up to me saying, I heard you were in a McDonald's commercial. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Like, no, I made macarons for the group. And then I'm like, oh, are you talking about the demo? And then they're like, yeah, you, you were in a commercial. I was like, I'm like, yeah, in 2016, like a while back. But it was just so funny. I was speaking with Gabrielle and... The reason I feel different about this is because, you know, my mom had a bad car accident when I was younger. She was clinically dead and she went to heaven and she had this whole story. And when she came back, she was a mess and couldn't walk and had to have plastic surgery and all this. And I was there to take care of her. But it made her very spiritual she lost faith in the doctors because they basically said she would never walk again and she was in a wheelchair. I grew up, you know, being raised about like energy healing and chakras and massage and aromatherapy, you know, and, and all this alternative medicine. And I thought that was normal. But when I started to date and like sometimes I would see the way my mom would talk to other people about natural medicine And their body language would be very dismissive and not interested. You know, they would seem like they were interested, but they weren't. And it made me realize, oh, this is not normal. Like, this is not the norm. And it made me feel, okay, most people don't think this way. Most people don't believe this. Because you can't see it. You know, you can't see the energy. It's something you feel. And most people are shut off to feelings you know, because I guess feelings can fool you or you think they can, when to me, feelings are more natural than black and white. I mean, yes, there's science, like I understand, but when you feel something, like that is more real than anything to me. And I've based my whole career on my gut, like how I feel on the job. How I feel about it after a certain amount of time, how I feel about anything. That's the reason if something doesn't feel right anymore, then I look for the next thing. I don't suppress if I feel negative about something. You know, I'm not gonna try and conform. I'm not gonna try and see if I can feel better about something. You know, obviously, the minute something goes wrong, I'm not gonna just up and leave. But if it's a constant feeling that is unchanging, then yes, I will look for something else. And that's what I've done my whole baking career. Same in acting, everything's based on your gut instinct. You know, moment to moment work. The minute you feel something, you are trained to react on it immediately because your instincts within three seconds will go away. You know, so the minute you have this feeling, you act on it. And that's what makes great acting. You're just acting and reacting, you know, from your gut. And when you fully act on that, you know, you don't don't think about it. There's no time to think about it. You just do it. And if you do that in life, I mean, yes, like some things you have to, like, think about, you know. But how amazing is that if if we could just do it I mean there's certain scenarios where that might be you know not so smart but instead of overthinking everything you know what if we just act on our true instinct I mean I guess that could also be a bit more dramatic if you think about it right you know but then I learned oh the rest of the world or the western world you know doesn't really view it this way And people who believe this way are weird, you know. So I never talked about it outside of talking with my mom about it. And then when I got married, you know, he was totally against anything, like spiritual. So why did I marry this person, you know, when your core beliefs are different? And I kind of numbed that, you know, I numbed that part of myself, because I thought, okay, this is viewed this way. And it wasn't until my mom passed that I thought, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with feeling that way. And that is a part of me. Why am I embarrassed about it? You know, I was embarrassed about it. And then when my mom died, I felt guilty. Like, this is a part of me. Why would I be with people that are the complete opposite and make me feel like negatively, you know, about my own thinking. I was on the phone with Gabriel and I explained this to him because he, he had a similar upbringing in a different way. And then he said, he's like, you can talk to me about that. You don't have to be embarrassed by it. I've never had that. I've never had somebody give me permission, you know, to be like, it's okay. You can just be yourself. There's so many facets to us There's so many different sides to people. And then to be accepted in a way that you've never been accepted before. Except for by the person who raised you and who isn't there anymore. And I got off the phone with him and I was so happy about it. And also sad because this is the side of me that I've never really had come out publicly. Or like in a relationship because I was always thinking, well, if I talk like this, that sounds crazy, or, you know, it's not going to work out. And I had a totally different outcome. And I'm not saying, oh, just because there's similar beliefs, so this is going to work out. No, not necessarily. But to find somebody who is okay with every side of you. I mean, that is so rare. And I'm not saying this is that person. After a few weeks, you know, we don't know each other like that. But It was something that I had never experienced before and it was I felt such relief you know because I'm not hiding it I don't have to have these thoughts and not talk about it and most of all I'm not embarrassed by it you know it's a it's a part of me and and that's okay that's what we want right we want someone who accepts us fully no matter what the way we love pets and the way Pets accept us, no matter what. You know, almost to a fault. Like dogs, almost no matter what you do to them, they'll they'll always be there. Just dogs have this open heart, and they know when they've done something wrong, and they'll lick their nose. And then, you know, you yell at them, like, why did you do that? <laughs> Bad dog. And then the next moment, they'll come up to you and be like, I'm sorry. You know, like... <laughs> But you don't have that in life most of the time, I mean, so I just felt like this acceptance that I've never felt before, and it was this release of it's okay, you know, I can be myself growing up, my mom would listen to John Denver, and I've talked about this before. We saw him in concert twice, and his shows were always so fun. He always made my mom happy because he was talking about these stories, and he just he would always talk about the Rocky Mountains Colorado Aspen I would always listen to his songs you know in the car with my mom so now when I go hiking and I look at like the videos I filmed and the pictures I've taken I always think of John Denver and I walk through the park there's a John Denver Park like a sanctuary and it has all these rocks with some of his songs on it and when you read the songs You know, I hear the music, I hear the music behind it, and it always makes me tear up because I think of my mom. And it's so funny, when I was in England, sitting at his concert, never would I have thought, oh, I'm gonna live in Aspen, Colorado. You know, the one place that he's always singing about. Life is so weird. Like, where you end up, where you think you might end up, and where you actually end up. But I guess if you think about it too much, you know, you're overthinking, you just have to you just have to go with it, right? When my mom would play John Denver in the car, there was this one song that's called For You. It's this beautiful love song. And it's freaking sad because it's it's so pure, you know, like just the words. And she would cry because she dreamed of a love like that. You know, someone who just meant every word of what they said and It wasn't, like, there was meaning on the other side of it, you know, of what was said. It wasn't just said to make an argument better or to be like, yes, dear, you know? (laughs) I think she just never felt like she had that. So she would, like, listen to the song and cry. That would make me sad. And maybe my dad did love her like that. He just never showed it. Or he didn't know how to show it. Because ultimately, he was the only one who ever really understood her. You know, they had this weird relationship of fighting, yet they were like the best of friends. They just weren't good in a marriage. And then there's this one song, it's called Never a Doubt by John Denver. And I just want to read these lyrics, because I guess it's it sums up my episode. So I'm going to read this, and maybe it's cheesy, but sometimes you need that. You know, because what I'm saying is, it's okay to be naive and to believe in magic. So this stood out to me, these lyrics, from Never Doubt. I suppose there are some people who never believe in the magic. The magic of love. They think nothing is precious and life is just pleasure and pain. Then again, each of us knows when a heart has been broken, it's tragic. The magic of love even that which is broken with love can be mended again and i don't necessarily mean love in a relationship with somebody else ultimately we are our better selves if we can love ourselves because the more we accept ourselves the way we are all our beautiful qualities then we can accept somebody else who can love us in the right way. And I think that ultimately is the hardest thing, to accept ourselves fully and to not criticize the wrinkles and the imperfections, but just be okay with them. So that's my point. To everything, there's ups and downs, positive and negative, but ultimately, we are, in this life, on this journey... There's so many beautiful moments. And if it wasn't for the hard moments and the not-so-beautiful moments, we wouldn't be the people we are. You know, we are who we are because of the pain we've experienced, which makes us more open and in some cases more closed off. But my point is, no matter how hard it's been, It's okay. Maybe for a day, see things more childlike, see things more simple, and stop overthinking everything, and just enjoy for the job you're doing, for the simplicity of it. You know, maybe enjoy just vacuuming the apartment or the house, and just simple things, and not be angry or obsessed about something. Damn, this is pretty deep for (laughs) the Cat the Baker episode. So thank you for listening today. I'm Chef KB for another episode of Cat the Baker. Until next time. Please join me on Instagram at Chef KB or on YouTube at Cat the Baker.